0: Everyone has this thing that an irrigator is a water waster. I'm not an irrigator. I'm a food producer. I use the water to irrigate my trees to produce food. We are managing our water. We have to,
1: to survive. This is Robert. He's a citrus grower in a catchment where he used to take reliable water for granted. If we
0: went back 100 years ago and told my great-grandfather that uh, one day we won't have any water... know water will be an issue for us in horticulture he wouldn't believe it and uh, none of our generations would have believed it even I didn't believe that until five years ago you know we're secure you know we're right I always said our difficult part is we can't always market it you know we can always grow it but sometimes we can't market it with the dry land boys they can't always grow it but there's usually a market here they can store it if they can't sell it this year, they can sell it next year. With horticulture, it's, we grow it, we pick it. It's got to be marketed straight away, so it's a bit different.
1: In the same catchment as Robert, Warren is a fourth-generation dried fruit grower. His great-grandfather bought the 100-acre block Warren Still Farms. We're actually walking on it now. So in some of the vines that we've just gone past
2: were vines that he planted, we think, in about 1893. You know they've uh, suffered a bit over the last couple of years and tough decisions that we've had to make through uh, low commodity price and of course low water. We've chopped off about 20% of our productive area we've got another 20% that's mothballed. We won't get a crop out of it, we'll just try and keep the vines alive with a minimal amount of water and use that water elsewhere. We're
0: growing permanent crops, it takes us eight to ten years to get a tree into production, so we need to have sort of some security in our water. We can't turn the water off this year and then turn it back on again next year and have a crop. I mean, I can show you some places around here where we've turned the water off this year and there's no fruit on the trees.
2: It's been a real battle. I mean, it has been a race for us to try and become as efficient as we possibly can to overcome the loss in income and whether we've got that balance right is yet to be seen. I mean really this next 12 months we need to grow a crop.
1: Like many growers of grapes and citrus, Robert and Warren for the first time in their lives are facing a future without guaranteed water. So isn't it time to change the way they do things? Here's what Robert had to say when I suggested would he still plant citrus if he was starting again today. That's a good question.
0: Uh, knowing what I know now, well, I don't know. I, I probably would. You know, citrus is in my, in my heart. Just love all the bits about citrus. If I was starting again, I don't know whether I'd get in this game. I'm not sure, you know. it's With the way water is at the moment, the security's not there, I'd probably be better off to go and do something else. If we don't get water this year, we might be off doing something else. It's going to be a do-or-die year
2: this year. I'm not alone on that. Every other grower's the same. Me personally, I'm not that interested in learning how to grow anything else. I've got a lot of years of experience to back me up in dried fruit. I intend to uh, remain within the industry, at least for as long as my father and uncle
1: are interested in, in continuing working with me. So, Is it a family legacy you honour, or is it your own personal vision?
2: Uh, look, I think it's probably a bit of both. So there are times when I think, yeah, well I can see us uh, selling and moving and then there are other times I just can't imagine not having it.
0: You've got to try and think what's going to be fashionable in 8 or 10 years' time because food stuff now is a fashion. So we've always been long-term thinkers but all of a sudden now we can't plan for the future. We can't plan for next year. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how much water we're going to have. I don't know which
1: patches I should be saving and which patches I shouldn't be. There are people who are going to be playing catchment detox. Warren have never touched a a table grape off the vine in their lives and uh, they'll be making some decisions online that in part mimics the kind of decisions you make every year. Any hints for those people who are thinking about putting in crops like yours?
2: (laughs) Yeah I'll tell you the biggest hint if you try and save water early in the season you don't grow a crop you can't get it back. I think the biggest thing that came out of the past 12 months is that you've got to water like normal because you can cut back afterwards but if you don't have the crop to start off with, you'll never have it and uh, I guess that's the difficult thing with permanent plantings that that's what people have to decide. The smart growers will have bought water at 200 and know how much they need to get through which we haven't done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing I think when it comes to it, when you're managing water, if you... Uh, If you try and save too much in one spot and you end up with nothing, then, you know, you're no better off.
1: You've heard the story. Now play the game. Here's Tim Stubbs.
0: The game has real rainfall data in it, so you need to make the tough decision between permanent and perennial plantings. Permanent plantings might give you a bit more money, but if you get a dry year, you're going to lose seven years of crop. Perennials, well, at least you know if you lose it, you're only going to lose a year of money.
1: Your land, your water, your choice.